Yes, so very good afternoon to everyone. Yes, we are live here on the Women Agenda podcast uh, YouTube channel and as well as on uh, the YouTube uh, Twitter handle. Hope everyone is uh, having a fantastic day so far on Sunday. So yeah, so far at 4 p.m., 4 or 6 p.m. in the UK. We have a special guest, uh, Barbara Ann Briggs, today with us. She's uh, she's uh, she's done quite a lot of stuff, uh, uh, Barbara. So first of all, and she's a, she's an author. She's she's uh, she done she done other stuff, lots of stuff which which I've seen on the website. So first of all, Barbara, how, how are you today? I'm very good, thank you. I I was looking forward to joining you today, and um, thank you very much. Thank you. This is a great, uh, great pleasure. Yeah, for me. yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I've seen uh, it's. Uh, I've seen your website. It's very detailed. Um, it tells us a lot about what you're doing uh, on there. So we we will come across. We will we'll talk about uh, your in about being in India and your spirituality because um, that's very interesting and it's very good to do something like that. Uh, being in, being um, spiritual, uh, but uh, uh, first of all, um, as per the as per the website and uh, as per America. So, you, were you so before you came to India? You were in were you in the USA before? Um, before I came to India, I was living in England. I lived oh, in England for English. about eight years. So, right. um, yeah, about eight years. And um, before I was in England, I was in America. Yes, yes. And that's where you graduated in uh, in America. In uh... yes, I, I graduated from New York University in America in in the field of philosophy. Yes, I studied in New York, New York City. All right. Okay. And um, so you studied philosophy. So is that something which uh, was that something which really interested you and um, philosophy, and you wanted to get into that? Well, I, I wanted to answer those eternal questions, which were um, which were coming up in my mind even as a as a teenager. I was I was asking myself the question: What is the meaning of life? What is the purpose of life? Why am I here? And I was trying to discover whether there was something deeper, um, which which was which I could find, which would answer the 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 questions I had about what I was seeing around me. So there were these questions of of um, of my 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 um, my mission in life and what I was meant to do. And when I started studying philosophy, it gave me a deeper understanding. Of these these very questions. All right. Okay. Uh, so you were how long were you in America for? Then were you there for a, for a quite a long time? In America, I was. Yeah. In, I, I grew up in America. I All was right. There until okay. I was twenty two. I left when I was twenty two. I left um, America to go and live in England. I I wasn't very happy in America because of the social. Um, disharmony there, and I felt I I wanted to live in an, in another in another another country. See, my mother's oh, from Vienna, right. Austria, and um, my mother thought, well, maybe you'll be happier in Europe. So she encouraged me to um, to apply for 
a university or a school in, in England. And that's what I did. So is, is, that, is that when you became a teacher? Um, a meditation, a teacher of meditation. I was a teacher. Um, I taught in a high school in New York City for one year after I graduated in philosophy. I taught in a progressive school for high school dropouts in New York City um, for one year. And then I went to England and I became a dan full-time dancing student at the London School of Contemporary Dance. And um, that's where I learned to meditate. That's where I found out about meditation while I was a dancing student in London. All right. Okay. So, did you did you then continue your teaching um, after that? Uh, did you like continue being a teacher? A, t a school teacher? Yeah. Um, no, I didn't. I um, I only taught for one year in America. Then I was going right. to do a graduate degree in philosophy, but I couldn't find. They didn't have the subject that I wanted. I wanted to study philosophy of art, aesthetics. But the university that I applied to in England, they didn't have the subject. So then I thought, well, I, I, I won't abandon my, my desire to go to England. I'll just see if I can go in a different field. So I auditioned for the dancing school. I'd been studying dance while I was, in, while I was um, growing up. I was studying dance and theater. And uh, I, I was accepted as a dancing student. So I, I became a full-time dancing student in London and it fulfilled my desire to go and live in England for a while. I wasn't teaching school anymore after that. No. And, and after that, you, you, you didn't uh, feel like, okay, I need, to, I need to go back into teaching or, or was that, uh, you felt like I want to do something else? No, 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 because I, I actually, um, I want. I I was writing, and I another reason I studied philosophy was because it allowed me to write and express my right. ideas about many important topics, which really interested me. So, um, I I teaching was just something I did temporarily, even though my mother did tell me when I was growing up, she said you'd make a very good teacher, and uh, and she was she she did encourage me to be a teacher, but I I. I studied dance, and then while I was a dancing student, I learned to meditate. Uh, after a few months after I arrived in England, I learned transcendental meditation. And then after one year at the dancing school, I decided to go to Switzerland, where Mahashi Mahesh Yogi was residing at the time. And I, I decided to right. work to become a teacher of meditation. And so I did go back into the oh. teaching field, but in, uh, on the spiritual level, I became a teacher of meditation. Which I, which is wow. a very fulfilling job for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely. I mean, uh, spirituality is something which is a, uh, is very, which I've heard is very fulfilling, and uh, what well, I heard about it and stuff, and how it helps you. And um, about about uh, being a, a yogic uh, flying gold medalist, uh, how how did how did that happen? Um, well, well, how did I become a yogic flying medalist? Well, they, I, I've been, I've been practicing uh, meditation for several years, and then while I was at Maharshi International University, 
they announced the first yogic flying competition. And the I... yogic flying competition uh, was for people who had learned the advanced program. After you learn transcendental meditation, there's an advanced program called the Tiang City program, S-I-D-H-I. And that means perfection, perfection of yoga. Um, perfection of this of uh, yogic practice and the way they were um, the reason why they started um, implementing the yogic flying competition was they found that the brain waves became a, um, much more coherent during the practice of yogic flying they had done a lot of scientific research on the transcendental meditation technique and the advanced program was supposed to accelerate the growth toward enlightenment and they found that the brainwave coherence was much more intensified during the yogic flying technique. So they they actually started a, um, a yogic flying competition to to in, in, encourage people to increase their ability to do the yogic flying. And we had the long jump, the high jump, the fifty wow. meter dash, and the hurdles. And we had to compete in these four different um, different sections in lotus position. So the first right. um, the first test was sitting in full lotus position, and the second test was going through the hurdles, the long jump, the high jump, and um, yeah. So I I I had I had some previous background, as I mentioned, in dance. So my body was quite flexible. And I had been practicing practicing meditation for five years at that point. Or was five right. years? No, maybe it was more. No, it was more than five years. I've been practicing meditation for about over ten years at that time when I entered the yogic flying competition. And I I just entered it like many other people, and somehow I just excelled in in the in the competition. That was it. It was it was very enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it does. It does. Um, it does sound like it is, it is a very enjoyable thing which he did there. Yeah, definitely. And and obviously becoming a gold medalist in in it as well. So that's a very. Uh, that's that's uh, that that makes it even more special uh, to get that. Well, that happened in Croatia. I was on a world peace assembly in Croatia. We were there right. to um, stop the violence in, in, in Croatia. And I was I stayed at the World Peace Assembly for about 11 months. And while I was there, they had a yogic flying competition. And during that yogic flying competition, I, I, was, I won four gold medals. So I was really happy about that. It was, it was quite thrilling, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, that that's um, that is something which uh, is uh, uh, which is definitely uh, being proud of uh, what, what you've achieved there. Uh, you've done, um, as per your official website, you've done stuff uh, like free freelance journalism. Uh, is that um, when did you start doing that? I started that actually in India, when I came to India. Um, I came to India um, to settle here pretty much permanently in 2001. I just shifted all my luggage from England by boat. Right. Um, from, yes, I just shifted the whole thing by boat, wherever the port was in London. 
and right. it came into Delhi and I, I decided that I was just going to shift my life to India and um, and then uh, about 2003 or 2004 there was a magazine called Life Positive in India and I began submitting articles to Life Positive magazine and they started accepting them and I wrote for the magazine for for several years actually I, I gave I sent them quite a few articles and then I just started to branch out and I started writing for many more magazines and um, I wrote for Mind, Body, Spirit in England, in London, published through Watkins Bookstore. I've had several articles published by them. I've had articles published in um, South Africa. I've had articles published in America online wow. and in print. And I, I do I do enjoy submitting articles very much. And it's it's something that allows me to express my feelings about what's happening in the world. <laughs> it's very enjoyable yeah. for me to to submit the articles. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's, that's really nice that you've been, uh, you've been doing uh, journalism, something which you really like to do. Uh, and obviously that is that's that is a, um, a co contribution to society in journalism and uh, obviously you, and, and uh, you enjoy doing it um so so what 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 came the idea then to go to India permanently then what was it, where where did that idea come from well um I had visited India several times before I made that decision. Right. Um, I visited oh. India. I visited India for the first time in 1986. I, the people who won in the first yogic flying competition that was ever held was in Washington D.C. in 1986, and I was one of the finalists there. And everyone who won um, was awarded a free trip to India, and because um, Mahashi was in India at that time, so we got our, our um, air flight and everything was paid for, for the winners of the competition. So that was my first um, taste of India, my first time that I came to India. And we were we had to compete in the Indira Gandhi Stadium for the International Yogic Flying Competition. So I came to India for that. And then after the competition, we, we joined Mahashi at the ashram, which was outside Noida. At that time, there were about 2000 pundits um, chanting the Vedas in the ashram. And I, I, I came to the ashram, Mahashi was there. The pundit boys would chant the Veda at sunrise, at dawn. The whole ashram would be filled with the sound of Vedic chanting. And I just fell in love with India. The first time I set foot in India, I just felt in my heart, finally, I found my home. And it was just an um, intuitive feeling, just a feeling. It just came to me. I had never felt at home in America. I lived in England, but I also did feel completely at home. I just said, put yeah. in India, and I felt, finally, finally, I found my home. And I stayed in the ashram with Mahashi four months, and I, I didn't want to leave. I, I wanted to stay there the rest of my life. <laughs> but I had to leave because I visas expired so i had yeah. to go back and i i actually had to go back to america but um then i came to india again in 1990 to study sitar i um a sitarist had come to the community where i lived in england and i also was 
interested in music. And she said I could come to her house and start learning the sitar. So I went to Shimla and I, I bought a sitar in Delhi. And I started learning sitar in Shimla in 1990. Um, I didn't stay very long because um, for various reasons, I, I left after one month. But then I came to India again in 1992 to study Sanskrit in Varanasi. And I stayed there almost six months and I learned to read and write Sanskrit. Mahashi encouraged us to learn Sanskrit. Yeah. So it was something that I really wanted to do. I actually loved, loved left in Varanasi. I had a very good teacher we learned in his house. He was a professor from the Sanskrit University. So that was my third trip in India. And then I came to India again um, a few years later because my first book was published in India and my publisher invited me to come. So I've been to India several times and what actually made me make, make the final decision was um, I went to the Maha Kumbh Mela in 2000 and um, I met a Swami there and I told him that I loved India so much, but I didn't know where I would stay in India. I wanted to come back and write and just focus on reading the Vedic literature and con continuing my study of Sanskrit. And he said, oh, you can come and stay in my... Yeah. ...ashram. Don't we think? So I said, oh, really? And he said, yes, yes, um, sure. I'll write the letter for you so you get the long-term visa. And he did send me a letter when I went back to England. I did get a five-year continuous visa. But the only problem was when I got to India and I came to his ashram, the situation had changed. And he said, oh, you can just stay for a few days and then you're on your own in India. And I said, right. I... Um, um, what, where shall I go? What, what should I do? And he said, oh, you'll find, you'll find your way. It'll be okay. Um, I can't do anything more. I just helped you get the visa. And then I thought, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? My luggage is on its way to India. My luggage is on the ship. So I have to stay and I'll just, I'll, I'll somehow, it'll all work out. So from 2001 until 2010, I stayed in India continuously. I traveled over the whole country. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, it was quite a journey. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, 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 it does look a like a, yeah, absolutely. Wow. And so, 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 where, whereabouts have you settled in in, in India now? Then, where, whereabouts uh, have you, you know, said this is my home? Now I'm India. living in Dehradun. I'm living in Dehradun and the foothills of the Himalayas. I lived in Haridwar for five years. Wow. Haridwar is a very holy place, and I lived near the Ganges, about five minutes from the Ganges, and I lived wow. near the um, Ananda Mahima temple. And Ananda Mahima, as you probably know, is one of the greatest sages of saints of India. And her temple is very, very powerful. I did live in Haridwar, uh, mainly because I wanted to be near that, near that very holy place. And that was five years. Haridwar did become very crowded and it was difficult to walk on the streets because of the traffic. Also, yeah. there was a teaching project that I joined in Dehradun. So um, then I shifted to Dehradun. I've been in Dehradun about four years. 
Yeah, but I miss the Ganges very much, and I miss the temple as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Delhi Doom is supposed to be really nice as well, with the like you said, the foothills. Absolutely, uh, nice, peaceful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, place open, open air. <laughs> De def definitely, and you you've obviously written uh, uh you've written three books, um as well, uh which are which are very very interesting. Um, you've written, uh you have your own podcast as well, which is on available on Buzzsprout. Is that right? Yeah, it's available on Spotify, Google, Amazon. Um, it's it's available on, on most most podcast websites. But I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm taping it through Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is, is the um, server that I'm using to, to audio tape the, the um, my website is on Buzzsprout, but my podcast is on almost all the podcast websites. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Is, is your podcast about uh, spirituality and... Um... Yes, my podcast is really, um, I started it because I felt I wanted to find a way of answering some of the eternal questions, which I had been asking myself for many right. years. And the podcast is, is called The Essence of Life. And it explores those um, timeless questions like, what is the purpose of life? How can I find lasting happiness? How can I make a contribution to humanity? Um, what is the highest ideal of human life, and things like that. So my podcast covers many different aspects, um, like pure love, um, bondage and liberation, um, the guru-disciple relationship. Um, many, many different aspects of life are covered on the podcast, yes. Absolutely. I enjoy making it very much. <laughs> and this, this, is, this is the link of... Um... Oh, yes. Barbara's uh, podcast there. Very easy link to remember. Essenceoflife.buzzsprout.com But uh, like like what you said, it's available everywhere on where podcasts can be found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. So you can you can search. It will come up as well um, on there. So, yeah. So you, you've done that. And then also you've obviously re you've, you've released some very uh, interesting books. Uh, you released is it, is it you've released three books now yeah yes well uh, my first book which is, which was published in India was called Vision into Infinity um, the the publisher yeah. couldn't really market it so he only published he only um, printed about five hundred copies so that book is is out of print but I've wow. also written a book my the next book the next book I wrote was the contribution of Maharshi's Vedic Science. To complete fulfillment in life and that book has over 100 quotations by Mahashi Mahesh Yogi and it it, wow. it covers all the different aspects of Vedic science oh, right. that Mahashi okay. has um, unfolded and it's um yeah it's it's a book that mainly people who are meditating practicing the transcendental meditation technique they would find that book um, very um, informative in terms of their practice and their understanding of the of the contributions Mahashi has made. I have that book, I can show it for a minute. This is a copy of, of that book. 
at present, um, I'm making it into an ebook, and it'll be available on Amazon as an ebook very soon. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and there's a, there's, there's a book, obviously, which uh, you've written, uh, and uh, obviously, uh, which which is your latest uh, book, and that that is available on Amazon.com, and there's a link on your website as well for the book. So tell tell us a bit about that book. Well, pilgrimage on the path of love is my is my most recent um, book. I wrote that book in the Himalayas. Um, I wrote it um, sitting in the jungle in Manali in the early mornings and on my trip to Ladakh. And that's a book about um, a woman who goes to India alone and the experience that she has and the, and the awakening she has and the inner um, unfoldment of a deeper understanding of the meaning of life and a deeper understanding of human love and divine love. So Pilgrimage on the Path of Love explores the um, spiritual dimension of life in India. And it also um, gives a deeper understanding of what, what, um, what we're really seeking in terms of our, our, our aspiration for higher consciousness and how that can be achieved through our an inner um, inner experience of that value of pure consciousness, the value of our, our higher self, our inner self. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the, this is now available. It's available on uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon.com. There's a link on the website. Uh, if you want to check out uh, Barbara's uh, a website which is uh, very interesting and you can purchase it there's a link on amazon on the website this is the website on here this is a website um and um so so yeah so so people can obviously purchase the book available on amazon it's um is is, is it a is it available on a physical bookstores yes i think it it, it would be available in available in a in a some book it was available in Watkins bookshop in in London in right. in England and I I think it would be available in some of the bookshops in America or even though I don't know the exact bookshops that it's available in but um it's definitely available in Kindle and in the paperback on Amazon so people can order directly from there or they in America they can also order from uh, my distributor and my distributor um let's see they can also order from um nbn books uh customer care at nbnbooks.com in america that's my distributor in america and it's a national book network in America, NBN, and if they just um, contact customer care at nbnbooks.com, they will also send the book in American. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. I mean, it, it is it's definitely worth checking this book out and uh, uh, purchasing the book. 
So, uh, what, what has what was the inspiration uh, behind this book? And uh, so, some of it was from India, uh, but but uh, what was the exact inspiration behind uh, writing this book? The inspiration was actually the the physical experience of being in India and the taste, the smells, the culture, everything. The walk, the walks by the Ganges, the um, the 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 um, treks in the mountains, the um, the actual experience of of um, visiting the monasteries, the Tibetan Buddhist temples in the Himalayas. It, it was the experience of meeting people in the Himalayas and and conversing with them, understanding their life, their their um, their reasons for leaving their country, their reason for being in India, and interacting. It, it gave me such an insight into my own life and my own path. And I'd like to read you some of the sections of the book, and I think that would really give you an understanding of, of why I why I wrote the book. It has um, yeah. many of my own dreams and reflections and meditations, but also the the actual feelings of of the interactions that I was having, which were coloring my life and which were um, deepening my my insight into myself. Yeah. So shall I read oh. a bit? Yeah, yeah, sure. Would you yeah, like absolutely. that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So this this is um this is from um the experience of the Ganges. This was this is from chapter one, and this is when I was remembering as the plane was landing, as the plane was landing in India, and I, I began to have a reverie, and I began to remember my previous visit to India when I lived in Varanasi. India, India, I saw again the wide expanse of the river spreading out before me. The pale blue waters of the river had stirred my soul with with such peace. Those waters had whispered to me of a world without end or beginning, where love wove the garment of life, a love eternal which reigned supreme over all. The river seemed to open her eyelids at dawn, her veil fluttering in the morning air, her veil of pale blue silk made of undulating waves and woven by the hands of God rippled in the shimmering light of dawn. Her voice, like a caress, sang in silence of a world born before time. Her voice seemed to call to me as I boarded the simple wooden boat. I remember even now how the oars of the boat kissed the surface of the water and then sank momentarily into the translucent folds of soft blue silk. The divine Ganga did not mind the touch of the wood upon her body. Like a woman who willingly bears all burdens, the waters yielded to the slow rhythmic pressure of the oars as the boatman plied his way forward toward the rising sun. Wow. 
So you you've these books uh, which you've written. Um, so you you've you've done all that yourself. You've written the books yourself, and and obviously sure, everything. Yeah. Yes, of um, course. Absolutely! Wow, wow! It's um, I, and when when did, when did this book come out? Uh, this book actually was published in 2016 in London, in, in England, yes, 2016. But I didn't have a chance to do the tours or anything. So I didn't do much publicity for the book. So that's why, um, unfortunately, not too many people knew about the book. And even now, um, not that many people know about the book. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to share it with you today on this podcast because i really want to share yeah. this book with as many people as possible yeah absolutely and uh, and we are we are putting the the website um, on there which people can uh, anyone can purchase the link on from the website it can go onto amazon or you can just type in uh, barbara's name and the book will come up on amazon.com as well uh, but I, I would I would still recommend to go onto the website uh, because uh, Barbara has put in a lot of detail about her journey from the USA to UK to India and uh, and also lots of information about her on there. So it's very interesting. So do check it out the website um, for that as well. And and uh, so yeah, absolutely. You've done a lot. You've, you've you've done lots of stuff there. Is there any any uh, anything which is in the works at the moment which you're planning to release? Yes, definitely, definitely. I have two books um, that I'm working on at the moment. Um, one book is my life in India, an empowerment yeah. narrative. So I will wow. be um, actually chronicling my 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 life in India. And um, yes, that's that's one book. My other book that I'm working on that's almost finished is called The, the Secret of Creative Abundance, Alignment with Our Spiritual Nature. Right. The Secret of Creative Abundance, Alignment with Our Spiritual Nature. And this book will speak about the relationship between art, creativity, and pure consciousness. Yeah, and and uh, you've uh, you've obviously posted some spirituality stuff on your YouTube channel um, as well. Which um, if if you type in on YouTube, you can uh, you can check out uh, Barbara's YouTube channel. It's on it's on YouTube.com uh, where you posted some spirituality videos and stuff. Um, on there, so so yeah, this it is it is it is something which is really good spirituality, and like you said, uh, on there, and, and and it's something which uh, it, it helps it helps uh, it helps people as well when when you get into spirituality and like like yoga spirituality and this kind of stuff, uh, it does help it does help you. Spirituality is, um, when we speak about spirituality, um, we're speaking about that innate desire within every human being to experience the full value of life. So the full value of life um, includes more than just the surface um, 
value of diversity we see all around us. There are deeper levels of life. There's this, the, there's a, this, the level of diversity, the level which we perceive with our senses. Then there's a deeper level that we can understand with our mind. And then there's a deeper level of, of the intellect. And then there's even a deeper level of the mind, the feeling level. And then there's the level of pure being or the level of, of pure consciousness. So the levels of the mind are from the surface to the deeper, quieter, and less expressed levels of the mind. And actually, when we create, we are creating from, we can create from the surface level, which is just um, taking in the sense, sensory perceptions. We can create from the mind. We can create from the intellect. We can create from our feelings. And most artists create from a deeper level of feeling and even from that level of pure silence, the level of pure consciousness. And that value of spirituality is the innate desire of every human being to experience the full value of life from the surface to the very deepest level. Uh, and that level is pure consciousness, pure unbounded being, pure awareness. And this, this, this desire to experience pure awareness is because embedded within the human nervous system is the ability to experience higher states of consciousness, is to experience that state of enlightenment where the whole of our awareness is fully awake and fully aware of, of all the different dimensions of life which, which are available in the universe. So we have this innate ability to transcend, to go beyond the boundaries of the mind, the intellect, the senses, and to experience the unified level of life, the level of pure unbounded being, the level of pure consciousness. And this desire is in, embedded within every human being. And that's a, desire, that's a spiritual awakening that's occurring on the planet today. Everyone is moving in that direction of spiritual awakening and the yeah. desire to experience the unified wholeness that exists, the unified wholeness of life itself, pure consciousness. Consciousness is really all that there is. That's the deepest value of life that interconnects every diverse expression of life in the universe. Yeah, absolutely. So Definitely. that's spirituality is. <laughs> absolutely it's uh been uh, wonderful to have you on the on here um, barbara and uh, i'm sure a lot of people uh will be interested in to know more about spirituality like i said you can check out barbara's books very very interesting her, her latest book about uh, mm -hmm. uh so to check it out on her website you can check yeah, it out on amazon.com uh, amazon.com and uh, her, her official website is, this is her official website, check it out. It is very interesting. And uh, lots of information on there. And there's a link on the, on uh, how to purchase her latest book. And uh, lots of interesting books, which are coming up soon by Barbara um, on there. So there's lots of uh, interesting stuff happening which Barbara is working on. And we, we are all looking forward to them coming out and to when they do come out to bring Barbara back on to talk about 
her latest latest uh, books uh, and uh, I'm sure it'll be a very very interesting conversation uh, but I yeah, absolutely 100% agree with you a lot of people are going to spirituality and uh, definitely and it does help uh, is something which which needs to be done and uh, it, it it does help um, uh, one uh, once once you go into spirituality uh, Barbara, it's uh, it, it has been a pleasure to have you on here, uh, on here, and everyone. This will be available on later on today. It will be available on the podcasts where podcasts can be found on Buzzsprout as well as as well as Apple Podcasts and all the podcasts, as you saw the link before uh, on there, Barbara. And uh, anything else you would like to add? No, it's just it's just been an immense pleasure for me to speak to you. I've enjoyed this conversation very much, and um, Thank you very much. I look forward to sharing more and more of my work with the world in in the coming years. I look forward to sharing it with as many people as possible. This is a great joy for me, and absolutely, it's been a great pleasure to to meet you and to speak to you. Thank you very much. It's Thank been you a pleasure. so much. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to bring you on and uh, to to learn uh, about what you're doing and about spirituality as well. To learn more about that and uh, and you can you can you can purchase her her, her her third book, her latest book. Like I said, on Amazon.com. Do check it out. It's, it it is very inter- It's going to be very interesting that book. So do check it out on there and do check her barbara's website as well and she is on youtube as well and uh, you're, you are as as i can see uh you are available on uh, to contact on social media instagram yes i'm on i'm on instagram barbara and briggs books and um i'm i'm on facebook and yeah i can be contacted if someone Sweet. wants to contact me, my contact details are on my website. If anyone would like to contact me, I'm most happy to respond. Absolutely. And this is the website again. This is the website. You can contact Barbara on this. There is a contact um, page on there. So just click on that and Barbara will get in touch with you. So so this, this is the website. Uh, on there, Barbara, th- uh, thank, thank, you, thank you very much for coming on here. <laughs> Uh, on the woman agenda, like I said, and and uh, guys, and uh, this is uh, available obviously on the YouTube channel, and we will share some information on this on the social media platforms as well, as well as the audio version is available, going to be available today later on on the podcast. Thank you very much, Barbara, and I hope you do have a fantastic rest of the Sunday. I know it's probably late down there in India the time difference uh, later than what what is here with the time difference. But I hope you have a fantastic rest of the Sunday and the rest of this coming week as well. Thank you very much and lots of success for your upcoming projects. Thank you so much. It's It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Good evening. Good evening.